Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 368, recorded on March 24th, 2022. On tonight's mini, or shall we say light-sized episode, we discuss the Mario Kart DLC, first impressions, folders, or really? Are there folders on the Switch? I don't know. And the fact that the Wii and DSi eShops have been down since March 16th. Why? Well, we don't know. All this and a lot more. Jesse, cue that music. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Marty here from Nintendo Dads. It's episode 368. It's March 24th, 2022. And tonight on the show, holding it down for you, just me and Jesse. Just the two of us. We can make it <laughs> if we try. Just the two of us. Uh, I, that was, I don't know where that came from. I don't Neither know. Do I. It's, it's been a long, uh, it's been a long week, but we've got all the news and uh, views that you can handle tonight. Uh, as you've heard, joining you on the show, seven-year, long-time-running employee of the year, uh, Jesse Waldack. How are you, sir? Oh, pretty good. Uh, we, yeah, my my son got went to the doctor again. With, still not feeling well. Turns out he has mono now, so he's had like last three days off of work. I think he's going back to work tomorrow. So. Yeah, and uh, as as you're saying that, I'm sitting here uh, sneezing with the microphone muted. So it's uh, welcome to spring or COVID. It, c- it could be either one. I mean, it at this point, who knows? Uh, always, I, always has been. Hey, Jesse, I don't know if you knew this, but the last three days, you and I were sharing almost the same space. I was in Missouri uh, on vacation. Oh? Yeah. What parts? Uh, it was it was down toward the uh, the bottom. I was in Branson, Missouri, which is also known as Old Person Gatlinburg. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Branson. But I think my daughter has been. You can go. Uh, you just need to bring your paycheck with you, or several of them. Right. Yeah. Best uh, highlight of the trip. Uh, we got to go to Hertz Donut. <laughs> uh, have you ever have you ever have you ever been to a Hertz Donut? I, I have not. I heard I have heard of them. I knew that they were real. I, I, it was worth every bit of any negative negativity on that trip. It was fantastic. I I, I, I was finally able to get some uh, those cookies that you and Tim always talk about. Oh, the crumble cookies. Yes, crumble cookie. Yeah, I bought a four pack and they were they were good. I see. It we, took me we three days to eat wrong. them, but I ate them. That's where Tim is tonight. He's OD'd on crumble cookies. Um, <laughs> and Justin is just buried in snow and maple syrup. So it's just going to be the two of us holding it down uh, this week. Uh, and we're excited to do that. We're excited to hang with you guys for here uh, just for a little bit. Let's talk about some Nintendo news and other things going on. So let's dive straight into it, shall we? And uh, sure, look at our uh, news is brought to us each and every week by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where a whole schwackload of you are uh, in at at least the dollar a month level, where you are giving us uh, or or you're getting access to um, uh, our Discord. And at $5, you're getting access to our full slate of, um, and you know what? Can I say this? After last week, I said this. 
Uh, there is actually a Hambone hotline in the Discord now. Yeah, where you can go Tim, and Tim made it in real time last week during the yeah, show. Yeah, uh, during the show, uh, you can go there and have Hambone Johnny answer your most deep burning questions. I don't, I, I can't promise, and I don't recommend using his advice because he admitted last week that all of his answers were going to come from fortune cookies. Or so, Magic Eight Ball. Yeah. So um, it's there, so, though, if you want to use it. I did post the Weird Al Yankovic's video for Here's Johnny. Yeah. You know, uh, did you did you know that Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al in a biopic? I think I did hear you that, yes. He says it's the most fun job he's ever had in his career. Beats out Harry Potter. Uh, I, I would imagine so, yeah. I, like, I, at this point, like, when you're playing Weird Al and you're getting to do all the Weird Al things, I don't know how much different it is from Harry Potter. <laughs> no magic wand. True story. True story. Uh, the best concert, one of the best top five concerts I've ever been to uh, in my life was a free, yes, free Weird Al concert at the Tennessee State Fair. Nice. The, the dude played the Tennessee State Fair. There was maybe 200 people there. And if you've never gotten to go see Weird Al live, you need to go. Not not his not his tour right now, because his tour right now he he admits is like a stripped down. Like, but if he goes full tour again and does like he like he came out guys he came out in the fat suit he came out in all like he came out dressed like a Jedi he did all those songs all that stuff uh, hilarious. A uh, buddy of mine went and tried to crowd surf and just fell through the crowd. Um, it was a crowd surfing crowd. I, I, mean, I, I have, I did see a weird all concert. My, my oldest gave me a ticket for my birthday one year. It's been, yeah. I think it was 20, 2019. It was pre COVID. And oh, uh, so it was like the, the, like after he released his last album. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty much, yeah, it was, he did a, a mix of everything from start to end. But you do the full on set piece and content, uh, con- uh, costumes no. and all that. No, I don't think so. It was like, oh wow! It was just like it was a smaller type of show. Yeah, but I still, feel like maybe it, the, it ended with Saga Begins, which was epic because the whole house was singing. Yeah, that's that's how he ended up with us too, uh, and he ended up uh, pulling out a blaster and shooting his keyboard player nice. uh, in the middle of it, full with full on Star Wars blaster sound effects. I'm going to word it great. differently, but Mecca wants us to mention that Weird Al did a voice of of a character in My Little Pony. He did. He also he Chief also Sandwich. voiced. Yes, he also voiced um, Retgar in Transformers Animated, who and transformed he into said, a. He transformed he into a garbage truck, and he actually said the words "Dare to be stupid." Yes, it was they fantastic. Worked, that was awesome. Both appearances were fantastic, and My Little Pony has cutie mark or the little thing on its flank. You know that the little mark was an accordion. It was, it was, and he had the weird Al curly hair. It was, it was fantastic. Anyway, anyway, let's, let's move on. Patreon.com backslash Nintendo dads. You can go over there and you can get this kind of nonsense 24 seven. Uh, it's, it's over there. And, uh, you, you know, $5 gets you the whole, uh, schwack load of, uh, of, of sub channels. $10 gets you pre and post show audio and art cards and other surprises. And $30 gets you on the show as a Patreon producer, like our good friends, uh, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Solo 
something. Uh, we want to thank you guys for uh, being in at the Patreon producer level, and we'll thank you again at the end of the show. <clears throat> tastes good the second uh, time? Huh? Does it taste good the second time? Uh, no. No, it didn't. Uh, Tim is is interrupting us in the in the Discord. I don't of course, know. Of course oh, he is. oh, here. Oh, okay. No, he he's posted something that he wants everyone to go over and look at. So that's going to be our first news item of the week. Tim has posted over in the Discord server right now, uh, asking what games you think should be in the Nintendo Dads Hall of Fame. Uh, you can vote on these, and we will talk about these uh, later on. But right now. Uh, the games that you can vote on are the community. Okay, wait, hang on. These were in the running last year. Sorry. Uh, last year's games. Um, Wind Waker, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Plock, Boktai, The Sun is in Your Hand, Lunar Nights, Super Mario Brothers 3, Banjo-Kazooie, Zelda 2, <laughs> Wand of Gamelian. Uh, wow. Ocarina of Time and uh, Metroid Prime. Uh, was... The winner from last year's game uh, is obviously it's Super Mario Brothers 3, but you can head over to the Nindads podcast channel uh, in our Discord and you can make your suggestions for this year. I've already made mine. It'll be revealed on the show next week. It's going to be fantastic. But let's talk about this week. Uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC is out, and we're going to talk about it later on in the show. Short, uh, short form impressions are it's fantastic. Uh, it's it's marvelous. It's way better than I thought it would be, especially with the tour. I was worried about the tour um, courses not being great, but then I played the very first one, and there's a point where you're racing and you're going against the flow of traffic, and everyone is coming toward you, and you're going toward them, and it's just it's it's just they they switch up different parts of the course that you can go to and everyone it's just they're great uh but along with the release of the Mario Kart 8 DLC comes our friends the data miners uh who are coming in uh <laughs> already discovering information on DLC courses and cups that have yet to be fully announced now if you've downloaded the update to Mario Kart 8 uh, D, uh, Deluxe, you can go over there and you can see the cups right now that are yet to be revealed. Uh, there's things like the Rock Cup and the Moon Cup and all kinds of other things. But uh, also some of the tracks that are coming Is have there an potentially... Hmm? Is there an athletic cup? There is not an athletic cup. That's too bad. Unfortunately, there is not an athletic cup. Um, that's That would be if the Dads After Dark had their own. Mario Kart. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, at this point, we're going to read out some of these names. Here are some of the tracks that have been discovered. So if you don't want to be spoiled, I would skip ahead. And that's what they make that 30 second skip button for on your uh, podcast app of choice. And so I'm going to give you a little bit of buffer. And then here we go. Uh, looking down this list, the first thing that I notice is five courses from tour that are going to make their way over to, uh, Mario Kart eight deluxe. These are Sydney sprint, New York minute, Singapore speedway, Sydney sprint and Mary mountain and Vancouver velocity. So actually, uh, six of those 
So a lot of new uh, tracks from tour. And, you know, honestly, I can't gripe about these because y'all Ninja Hideaway uh, in the second cup that we got with this first round of DLC is, is a tour course and it is absolutely brilliant. It's fantastic. It's probably the most talked about course from the DLC besides Coconut Mall. Um, but here, like here's my gripe, Jesse. From Mar- Paper Mario or something? Uh, so Ninja Hideaway, This is it's a weird course, okay? So uh, you're racing across like dojo rooftops and up ladders and all kinds of things. But the iconography in the, the game are in the level is like Wario-esque. Like there's garlic uh, medallions with um, with mustaches and all kinds of other Wario-esque things. But then like, okay, so okay. it's Ninja Hideaway, right? And Mario has ninja enemies, ninjis, right? Ninjis. They're not in there. That's ninja got robbed. That was a miss. They're all shy guys. Why are they all shy guys? This makes no sense whatsoever should have been ninjis uh that's my only gripe for the course it is it's such an interesting course because at every interval of it there are different paths you can take so the course feels fresh like almost every time you play now there's a favorite way that i have that i feel like is a little faster but you you can like like even if you fall in some places like you're going to go down onto a lower part of the track and you're going to be able to boost back up or you're going to go turn and go through a wall or anyway, it's just, it's really cool. It's, it's a really great, great course. Uh, also clock it in from the super Nintendo, super Mario Kart, Mario circuit, sunset wilds and vanilla Lake uh, are all rumored to be part of uh, this DLC. Waluigi stadium from uh, GameCube. DK Summit from the Wii, which is, that is the one I wanted. That's the one where you're racing along the side of the mountain. You get shot out of a cannon to the other one. side. That's oh, going to be so good in this game. Uh, Maple Treeway from the Wii, uh, which is where you race through the treetops. Um, and then Sunset Wilds from, Sunset Wilds is on here twice. So I'm feeling like this maybe is a typo. Uh, it's now it's it also lists Sunset Wilds from Game Boy Advance, so I think it's probably going to be that one uh, instead. And then, last but not least, the last track listed is Rainbow Road from the 3DS. We don't need another Rainbow Road, all right? Like we don't need all of the Rainbow Roads. We it, we don't. It's that, that that's the flash to the DLC Rainbow Road Cup. Yeah, yeah, it's just Rainbow Road. It's all four of them. Uh, this is actually the uh, one of my favorite Rainbow Road. Uh, courses though this is the one where you go off the track and race across the surface of a moon uh and like so you're jumping out of like cap um what do you call them craters that's the okay. one i'm looking for you're jumping out of craters and eventually you go back up on the track uh so it's it's really cool i'm glad that they uh that, that we're getting that one but uh you know that is let's count them here one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve 13, 14 um, rumored tracks that have, and, and you know, this, I, I, I think this DLC is a good deal, especially if you're in the, the, the expansion pass. Um, yeah, because that's not even half of the tracks that are yet to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, so far, so good. I, I, I find myself hoping that like halfway through, they'll be like, oh, yeah, here's some more characters. But I don't, 
I don't think they're. Everyone's do hoping for that. I, I doesn't sound like it's going to happen. And since they never, they didn't. It doesn't mean that it's not happening. But they never hinted. Uh oh. So it's problem. it's called a booster course pack. So I'm feeling like there could be a booster character pack. I feel like they've left the door open. Speaking of leaving the door open, um, Justin Masson has shown up. You guys, you guys got to start locking the door to these meeting rooms. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know why we don't lock the doors to our office more often because I just randomly show up. You know, yeah. hey, I'm not, I'm not on today. Obviously, I apologize to everybody because uh, I'm pretty awesome. But uh, I actually just want to come on and say, Mr. Marty Estes, uh, congratulations. You know, congratulations on finally getting folders. I know it's been a cause that you've been petitioning for for Spoiler years. alert. We haven't gotten that I far. thought you were a complete fool and it would never happen. And um, it happened. So I would, I would argue with you that it didn't also didn't happen. Well, I was gonna, <laughs> I was, I was going to argue that Nintendo has pulled the classic Nintendo move, which is I'm going to give you what you think you're going to get, but I'm actually not going to give it to you. And then they step on the rake in their yard. Yeah. Uh, but this is the closest thing you can get. <laughs> That's exactly it. So I, I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts, but Marty, this is a real win are for you. you. Are, you for making, are you making something in the microwave? Yeah, I'm putting a heat bag in right now. Do you want to see what I had for dinner, though? Let's, let's do this real life. Like, this is some nachos. Look at that. Oh. Yes. Yeah, are you uh, are you putting a heat bag in? Are are you are you hurt? Makes good for a uh, good for an audio show. I know. So audio folks, imagine nachos. Yeah. yeah. That's what... Are you on the injured list? No, no. I'm just being a good good husband and getting my wife a magic bag because she uh, she's cold and she likes a magic bag. Look so, at you. Yeah. Look you know, at look... you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the chat, Sean Capri says slowly turning slowly. Justin is turning into Zach Erickson. This is such a Zach bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Oh, I need to really think about my life now a whole lot more. Oh, that's unfortunate. Bye-bye. <laughs> he hit, the, he hit the, 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 the end call thing, and I thought it didn't for a minute. He was going to go bye-bye, and he's just sitting there. Uh, <laughs> a magic bag. Uh, someone in the chat has asked us what a magic bag is. A magic bag is a like a... It's like a heating pad thing. Uh, it's usually like it, at its base form, it can be full of rice uh, and you heat it up in the microwave and it holds the heat and you can like, it'll warm you up. Or like if you're, if you're, if you have like an earache or something, you can put it up to your ear and it'll make your ear feel better. It's a magic bag. They, they, it's for aging men and, and aching backs. Uh, yeah, it could, it could be. Um, yeah, it can be, um, anyway, so yeah, uh, th that's a great segue. I'm glad Justin came through and, uh, segued us into talking about system update 14.0.0, where we got folder, I mean, groups, <laughs> we got groups on the switch. Uh, they updated it. Here's what I love. This, look, this was such a Nintendo thing, right? This is done in such a Nintendo way. I love it. Um, I love it so much. They dropped this update. Uh, when when was this? Monday night? Monday afternoon? I think so. Yeah, Monday afternoon. Because here's here's the crazy thing. Okay, so uh, I was on vacation, and we had left early that morning and driven. And we 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 kind of we kind of took our time because we had 
it was my family and my in-laws and my sister-in-law and her husband and their kids. And they have, they have little ones, right? So we had taken our time and we had, we'd seen some things that people wanted to see. And it's a six hour drive. It's supposed to be a six hour drive. And it turned into like a 12 hour drive, right? Because you got to stop and you got to eat and you got to go to the bathroom and you got to feed the babies and you got to, okay. Right. So like we're pulling into the, the condo at the resort we're staying at. And all of a sudden my phone starts lighting up <laughs> all these notifications. Like has someone checked on Marty? Has someone, and I'm like, did I, did I die? <laughs> did, did, I, did I die? I didn't know it. No, uh, Nintendo had just dropped this system update. They gave us folders, you know, around about seven o'clock at night with no fanfare. Uh, and then once you got inside um, to, 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 you know, to, to check on the update, they didn't even tell you when it booted the system back up. Hey, there's been a change and you've got folders. No, you had to go to all games first to even be able yeah. to get clued yeah. into those details. Yeah. What I, I did a video showing, uh, uh, like a first look and how to how to move manipulate the menus and how to create the groups and i before i recorded i was sure i had to hunt around and figure it out before i recorded because i didn't want to look like an idiot i do that naturally anyway but i didn't need to help myself do it better and so on my video i in real time i made uh, three groups, one for Dragon Quest games, one for Jackbox games, and of course, one for Picross games. Of course you did, because that's what Jesse's do. Uh, so yeah, so I went upstairs, we got unloaded, we get, we ate supper, and then we um, I, I got to download the update, and I began to obsessively make folders um, to the point that I, I have a lot, or groups, I'm sorry, they're groups, they're not folders. Um, so for those of you who maybe have not done that, that yet, or haven't been able to play around with it, uh, the feature now exists on your Nintendo switch console, where when you go to the, uh, the all games view that you can now press the L button to be taken to groups where you will be able to create groups of games. And basically what it does is it hashtags your games, yeah, uh, with a I certain, like this, but- I think I like this better than what a full, what people think of folders. Like in a folder, you have a physical item in a folder, and it cannot be in more than one folder. Yeah. If you take it out of one folder to put another, it's not in the first one anymore. But here, since you you just described it like tagging it, you can you can put the same game in multiple groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say fine. that's that's on my list of pros for this feature, and and I, I will say this: I'm incredibly grateful. To be able to have this, because there's some there's some folders that I've wanted to make, or some groupings I've wanted to make for a long time. Party games is one of them. It's one of the first ones I made. I put all the Jackbox games in there, put both Mario Party games in there, put Use Your Words and What the Dub and uh, Astro Duel Deluxe and Overcooked and all those games that we might play in a party game situation. The other one that I made was RPGs because I wanted all my RPGs in one thing. Uh, I put all of the NSO apps in one, and then I then I set about after I'm I got do that. I haven't done that one yet. After I forgot, uh, or after I got familiar with it, I set up about creating the ultimate group that I wanted to create, which is called my backlog. <laughs> 
Yeah. So uh, after putting 85 games in there, uh, I named wow. it my backlog, and it now it's now there. I have nine groups. So Jesse's right. You can hashtag these games, uh, like putting them in the group, hashtags them, and you can then go and you can name it, and and, and they can show up in different different things. Uh, and it's it's actually a really cool feature. I, like I'm I'm very thankful for it. What I'm not thankful for is that in typical Nintendo fashion, it's two steps forward, one step back. And the the feature for groups is great, but you cannot put groups on the home screen. Yeah. And you also still cannot manipulate the home screen in any way other than to launch games to move them to the front of your list. Or to push some old ones back off. Yes. And not even that... Uh, it, to add to that is if you didn't have enough games on your Switch ever to cause it to go to the all games thing, you couldn't use the group feature. Well, I didn't think of that, but of course, it's, if you only have nine games, it's still pretty easy to find the game you want. Maybe we there. want all of them to be in a group. It already is. It's called the homepage. Well, Want to be in another group uh-huh. called My Games? I don't know. Uh, I just I, like I felt like that was that was the as Justin said, the the sideshow Bob stepping on the rake in the front yard moment, right? Right. Uh, like, why would you not be able to put these uh, in? And, and the only thing I can think of is is that the Switch UI homepage. Is, on, is programmed to only hold games in that slot. Well, you can change the programming. Well, you can, but that... <laughs> the, Jesse. The, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with actually not having the groups themselves on the homepage. If I had the choice, I wouldn't do it. And so it's still... It, it, and it's also not entirely that big deal if you're at the main home screen with you know a fresh load with the cursor on the far left. It's three buttons to groups. You know, I agree. Le- left AL. But what I do wish they let you could that you could just push L on the home screen and be yes. There. I was going to say that I wish that there was a way to go to my groups immediately upon starting, like coming out coming out of sleep or booting up for the first time. Press L to go to groups because L does nothing. On the, on the on the homepage as it is, right. right? It just makes a noise when you press it. So uh, I saw a lot of feedback uh, on this online. Several several people rejoicing in the groups, but some people uh, saying how they did not want this feature, and how they that one of the things that they love about the switch is how minimalistic it is, and how you know it, it like how fast it is, and that they didn't want it to have folders or expandability like the 3DS. Guess what? You don't have to use it. Right. That's what I want to say. You don't have so, to use it. So shush and let us who want them have them. Yeah. At this point, I am convinced that the way that we're going to get themes for the Nintendo Switch is you're going to have to spend platinum points to send off to get a cardboard cutout of a theme that you lay over your Switch. Screen like in a television slot card, or 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 like a little plastic <laughs> cling film. It's like, oh look, now set it to white. Oh, put like this the, on. Oh, now it's Kirby. 
like the Odyssey games, the old Pong-based games. You can yeah. literally tape something to your TV. Oh, look, you're playing hockey. Yep, there it is. And so, oh, look, it's Mario Odyssey. Oh, look, it's and, Zelda. Oh, look, it's... And for you younger people who think I'm crazy, uh-uh, Google it. Go look it's, it up. It's a thing. It's it's real, and it's probably coming back because that's, that's a Super Nintendo way. It's like, oh, yeah, we've heard you wanted themes. Well, those themes are now available on the website for Platinum Points. We'll ship them to you in five to six weeks. And you have to pay $7 shipping. Yeah, or there, or, 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 hey, you know, you know what, you know what's going to happen? Here it is. Here it is. It's a brilliant thing. Next Uh-oh. month's expansion pass offering is going to be expansion pass members get themes. That will upset so many people. And then it's going to be like white, black, red, blue, green, yellow, purple. And guess which color I'm going to stick with? Black. Dark. Dark. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's not even a color. It's just light and dark. Uh, and, yeah. and I'm okay with it. I like the dark theme. Yeah. I like the dark theme, too. Although I have found myself uh, trying the light theme recently because of the OLED. And also because, like, I immediately set my theme to dark in 2017, and I haven't changed it. So it's just, it's like dark. I have all of my devices are on dark mode. And one day I was just like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to set it to do the thing where, like, in the morning it's on light theme, and then at sunset it goes to dark theme. Because I just want, I wanted some difference, right? It was just, it was so bland. And, like, I, and, and, like, I'm, I'm not. If you're an all dark theme guy, like or, or person, I I don't I'm not knocking it. All right, I, I was that guy. I probably will go back to that. Uh, Ninfrendo in the chat says Labo 2.0 is cardboard themes for the Switch. I, I like it. I yeah, hate I saw, it. I actually I, I hate it, uh, which means I, I saw a tweet this, this evening that says I I hear Labo's coming out with some paid DLC, and it's a, a picture of duct tape. <laughs> They tried that. Don't you remember? You remember the washi tape that oh, they right. sold at the very beginning to, to, to customize your Labo? That was yeah. It was very limited. It was very hard to get. Like, I never saw it in stores. Of course, I never really saw Labo in stores. Uh, but uh, you can go check that out. 14.00 uh, probably added some stability to it, but it added groups. Nothing, nothing else of note that it added right now. Uh, but you can go and check that out. Uh, by free download. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this for just a minute. Uh, some folks noticed over the past week or so that the Wii and DSi eShops have been down since March 16th. The question is now becoming, are they gone for good? Uh, have they been switched off with no notice? Now, for those of you who are following, the Wii Shop channel closed on January 30th, 2019. We had a send-off video uh, over on our YouTube channel. You can go watch our the last moments of being on the, the Wii Shop channel. Uh, but it said when that shut down, this is a quote directly from Nintendo, uh, for the time being, you may continue to re-download content you have purchased or transfer that content from a Wii system to a Wii U system. Be aware that these features will eventually end at a future date. Um, has that time come? I would have thought that they would have at least given warning if this was intentional. That's why I kind of don't think this is intentional. But on the other hand, if it wasn't intentional, it shouldn't be taking a week to fix. 
So I don't know. Maybe the one server that still contained the Wii and DSi eShops is bits of dust. Maybe. But it, it, you would think that if this is permanently down, even if they didn't give it advance notice, there would at least announcement, yes, it's down, sorry, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, and just for reference, on time two, the DSi shop <laughs> closed on March 31st, 2017. Please yeah, please understand. It's been down for five years. Or it's been closed for five years. Yeah, I don't remember uh, what the game was, but a few months ago, I did log into the Wii Shop on my Wii U to download a game, and I was still able to do it. And I yeah, you I mean you could download all your old purchases. That was right. You just couldn't. Yeah, and if you can't download you those buy, purchases, buy and my Wii U eventually craps out, that's going to be a bad day. Yeah. So I, I actually tried to lo- lo- boot up my Wii and go to Wii Shop just to verify to see if it was still down. But I couldn't find a Wii remote to manipulate the menu. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's that's the most Jesse thing that's happened. I tried I tried using today. my my wave the WaveBird to manipulate the menu and and Wii says nope you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, so if you're out there and you can check for us, uh, we'll announce it live on the show, uh, whether it's still down or not. Uh, that would be great. Uh, but here's the thing. Um, if that's down and my Wii U goes away, we have a problem. Uh, Jesse, have you looked at prices lately for a uh, new or used 3DS XL online? Not recently, but I know that even when they were still kind of available in stores, when they announced that they were being discontinued, the prices kind of shot up on used units right away. And I imagine so, it's not going to get better. That Super Nintendo unit that you have, I went and looked it up the other day, and it's somewhere yeah. around the neighborhood of $360. Wow. Yeah. In the box. It's like 75% increase over what I paid yep. for it. Hold on to that. You might be able to sell it and buy some more crumble cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, uh, if you uh, maybe we need to have a funeral for the for the Wii and uh, DSI eShop on next week's show. Uh, hopefully, we'll we will. Oh, we lost Marty here. So while he's fixing his issues, I'll move on to the next story. Uh, Dragalia Lost will get its final story update in July twenty twenty two. Uh, they sent out an, an email uh, earlier this week. After the main campaign has concluded, service with the game itself will come to a close at a later date. Further details on the end of service schedule will be provided in a future notification. So this is this kind of I haven't played the game since it since it launched, so it really doesn't concern me. But I know <laughs> Marty says, "Hang on, trying to get back." Um, but I, I know people who still play it, and the the fact that they're terminating it so soon after that the end end of the campaign should have people really concerned about how much they invest into these games as a service games, not just mobile, but stuff on PlayStation Five and Xbox as well. Oh, welcome back, Marty. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. That was that was really weird. 
I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um, yeah, we lost your mic and video at the same time, so I went on to the next story. I, I well, that's okay. I think uh, what uh, what has happened is that my USB hub that everything is plugged into, uh, because I have a MacBook, you know, and that means that there are no ports at all. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think I think that is 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 failing. I think we're. I think it's time to buy a new one. Hang on, I gotta I gotta try to fix something on my headphones. Okay, so Nintendo asked if it was a good RPG. I don't know. I didn't play more than a few rounds. It was basically, you know, it's a gotcha game. In fact, it had multiple layers of gotcha, if I remember right. So I, I, I was, I passed on that. Uh, but you know, people complain that you, you're not going to be able to play whatever your favorite PS4 game is 20 years from now because the lack of content uh, on the disc itself it makes is either buggy or unplayable and it needs updates. So if you can't get the updates, you can't play it. But here in a game as a service game, servers are down. It's gone. You, no one's ever going to play it 20 years from now or two years from now. <laughs> so I think... I played a little bit of this. Uh, and I mainly played it at the beginning when it first came out. And then I played it uh, when they, they had a Mega Man crossover event. And it was okay. I know I'm probably going to get in trouble with some people uh, for saying this, especially Mecha Dragon. But, uh, it, y'all, this was not, it was okay. Like, it was a good, I'll say this, it was a good mobile game. All right? <laughs> Which... Uh, just interpret my comments from there. It was a good mobile game. I do remember, like when the game first launched, and I had the option of downloading all the data. At the time, it was like seven hundred. Oh, it's megs. huge! But I did, you know, this was I did it on my iPad. You know, I had just recently got Google Fiber, and so I I recorded the process of downloading seven hundred megs, and it was. It was short enough that the music did not loop twice. And I posted that on YouTube. And I still get people seeing that video and putting comments. Things like, best music in a mobile game ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the music was good. Here's the thing. I thought the art was good. I I think there's been uh, some story things from that that I have seen. Pretty, you know, they've been pretty funny. The writing on it, and and really, if nobody archives that, that's going to be years of people's like work that's gone, which is never cool um, at all. So you know, like the servers going down and game shutting down is just going to be, oh, you know, whatever. Now they did not give and like when it's going to end, right? Like they they said, final story update is going to come out in July twenty twenty two. We don't know how meaty that that part of the story is. It's the second part of a two-part series. Uh, And once people play through that, that is the ending. So what I would assume is the game is going to have an end, like a traditional, this is the end of the game. Yeah, like killing Uh, Kefka ending. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna have an ending. So after they say after that you can continue to play. I don't know in what capacity, but the main campaign will close it close and then the end of service schedule will be provided uh, at a later date. So yeah, 
So that is uh, that's happening. Um, and for the people who are still playing it, man, uh, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, that's that. It sucks because you know it could be your favorite game tomorrow. And this is why I don't <laughs> shaking my finger. This is why I don't want games to be like live service games. Like you know, what I mean, like why are we moving to all games as a live service? Because then this happens. And people are upset or ticked off or whatever because, right? Yeah. And normally I don't get into them either, but you know, for some Dragon Quest Tact, and I've been playing that one for over a year and still play it. If, I don't play it every day anymore, but I will hey, play it a few times a week. You, you want to know, know what's really going to take some people off? Hmm. Wait until they shut down Fire Emblem Heroes. See, that one well that one will be the last game to shut down because that one makes the most money. Oh yeah, oh, that's that's the back the dump truck of money up to Nintendo and dump it out once a week, right? But someone posted, I don't remember what the date was, if someone posted an image of a bar graph of money made in each mobile games and if if you if you take Fire Emblem out, all the others are relatively similarly high. Yeah. So, you know, Look out, Mario Run. Look out, Mario Kart. No, the Kart's already dead, right? No, no, no. Kart's uh, still going no. on. Mar- Dr. Mario was dead. Uh, there was one other one that was still going on that I don't remember. But yeah, they, they all looked like they might have low shelf lives other than Fire Emblem. Yeah, and remember there was going to be that Zelda mobile game that, that never, never happened, yeah. came out, right? Uh, but, but here's what here's the like when we're talking about money for mobile games and, mo- and money that comes through games as a service, this is why companies want to do this because listen to this. Uh, Fortnite announced with the start of the new season this month that uh, all proceeds raised between March 20th, which is when the game kind of went live uh, for season two of chapter three through April 3rd, so two weeks basically, uh, that they would donate. All proceeds raised during that time yeah. to to your to uh, humanitarian relief in Ukraine, right? Right. In two days, they raised thirty six million dollars. Wow, thirty six million dollars as of, of today. Oh no, I'm sorry. At, in two days, in the first day, they raised thirty six million. Oh. By March 22nd, it was up to 50, over 50 million. And they have not provided an update since then. That is dump truck money. All right. That's what that's it a, is. That's a big tax write off. It is a big tax write off. But I will say this the fact that that game could take two weeks off from, from revenue, it, it should tell oh, yeah. you something. That oh, yeah, should tell you something. Yeah. The, the, that game's making. Is a money printer. Money. Still, still. You said that late night commercial with that guy, and he's like, if you'd like to make money, it's no so weird. It's it's the way he says money. It's now now you're gonna have to get a soundbite of it and play it when Justin talks about business. Uh I will I'll send you a link. Um because it's it's hilarious and also weird. But uh yeah, anyway. Uh, one other thing I want to mention right now, uh, just very quick, is Mario Party Superstars has been updated to version 1.1.1. You can go and download that update uh, now as well. Uh, it fixes some online bugs and also some general bugs that keep many games from not ending. Uh, it also says it fixes other issues to improve the overall gameplay experience. 
So uh, you can go out there and check that out. Uh, the rumor is also out there that Ubisoft is planning a big event and are currently working on a sequel to Phoenix Rising. That's the Immortals game that came out uh, a couple of years ago and a new Prince of Persia. Uh, Ubisoft's been pretty good to support the Switch. From what the happened to the last one they announced that never happened? Sands of Time. It was just a remake. You know, this is so they were going That's back the one in I time liked. to that. I would have bought that one. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, why that's happening at, at, at all. Um, also announced this week, Quiplash 3 has been announced as the first game of the Jackbox Party Starter Pack. Uh, this was originally released with Jackbox Party Pack 7. If you've not played Quiplash, it's probably one of their better games, one of their best games. I uh, think it Formula was one, when we first talked about the Party Starter, uh, that was definitely one of the games that we mentioned as this should get, this game needs to be in it. Yes, uh, that and Trivia Murder Party. Yeah. Uh, and so the release is going to have localized options. And I think, Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, a localized option, this is a first for this game, yes, correct? That's new That's new with this version. It wasn't in the yeah, original. So this release will, was going to have localized options for French, Italian, German, and Spanish. And there's also going to be two games that will be included and the release date will be announced at a later time. Can I ask this? Um, do you think this is a stopgap measure to give them time to work on Jackbox Party Pack 8 like or 9? It's 9 now. Yeah. It's 9. Do you think it's a stopgap measure so they can push back and work on it a little bit more? I don't know. They but th- This was announced like a week after they announced 9 is coming. And they did say 9 is coming this fall. And I, I guessed at a specific date based on the previous pattern of the previous years. And then they announced this one. So I don't know if it was, if they didn't announce the date range, then maybe. Yeah. So do you think it's, uh, then what is this? Is this just to pull new people in? I think so. I think this, you know, this, you know, if someone doesn't, you know, right now, if, if they say, what's the best game to play, you get a mix of answers. You want, so you want to buy three, seven and four, five i don't know what the other one was yeah but uh i always like, recommend people start with three like when they say what is yeah. the best there's eight of these what do we buy i said go to three first but, but like this and will then be if your... you like it you can get some of the others yeah but this one will literally be the starter pack and then people can branch off from there if they like yeah i think this is a it's a smart move i think they need to be sure that the games are diverse since enough. it's only three games it'll probably be cheaper so maybe 10 bucks instead of 20 probably well, actually, they're twenty five when they come out. Twenty five now? Okay, I think it was. So I'm, I think the I'm first guessing one was twenty. Like, I'm guessing yeah. fifteen. Fifteen's yeah, I think fifteen's fair. Five dollars a game. Same rate, yeah. And and I, I'm guessing it's going to be a, like a game like this. There's going to be some kind of tr- some kind of like uh, deduction game, you know, like uh, the alien game or whatever. Uh, and then there's going to be a drawing game. Yeah. I wish it was going to be trivia. I think trivia murder party two would be great for this. Uh, but I don't think they're going to give that one away. I think they want, I think they yeah, want. Well, that, well, let's say uh, putting a sequel game in as a starter pack seems weird, but yet this one has three, but I, that's why I was thinking instead of murder party, it might be uh, one of the, you don't know Jack's still silly but the only thing have... is is that with with that is there is no family friendly option for you don't know jack 
So they may oh. they may show they may choose to leave that one out. That's because true. even when they redid it a few packs ago, it was like yeah yeah I would not play that with my kids, uh, young kids. It it just had right. some had some adulty yeah. questions, right? Like yeah. well, my kids are old enough that I'm okay with it. And and they're okay with it. But As my kids got older, if, I would probably play it with if, them. But if grandma's in the room, family friendly mode gets turned on. Yeah, if it's if it you know it's uh, it's NSFG, not safe for grandma. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> grandma probably needs uh, to to play Quiplash on family friendly, uh, or maybe not because it. I don't know. Ours always tends to skew political. I, I guess it's an easy target, right? I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, but as long as if everyone's in your family is okay with it, then it's fine. Sure. If you have absolutely. someone who has an issue with political topics, then that should be uh maybe don't do that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Guys, we're going to take a quick break uh, to hear a word from our sponsors, Manscaped and Gooder. Support in Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped. Hey, listen, folks, ladies and gentlemen, March Madness is here. Now, not everyone can have a perfect bracket, but you can have a perfect set of balls this tournament season with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their ultra-premium collection to give you the total championship hygiene routine. After sweating it out in the games, make sure you lather up head-to-toe with an all-in-one skin and hair care kit to have your body and balls smelling Final Four Fresh. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 20% off and free shipping. This is a Cinderella story you don't want to miss. Gentlemen, I love my Manscaped products. They're part of my everyday routine, and I highly encourage you to get the Ultra Premium Collection. They have got some fantastic stuff. They've got body wash they've got two-in-one hair wash they've got deodorant they've got lip chap they've got a body spray man if you just think of manscaping as below the belt grooming they do that and they do that amazingly of course but they have this entire hygiene package and kit that they are expanding to that i think you would absolutely love and is part of my day-to-day routine and i will not go back i love the manscape product and of course you can too by heading over to manscape.com using the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s for 20 percent off and free shipping big thanks to to Manscaped for their continued support. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Manscaped is not the only, only sponsor that keeps Nintendo Dads up and running. Of course, I'm also talking about Gooder. You guys have heard us talk about these amazing gaming glasses, right, to help block out the blue light. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm looking outside and the sun is starting to peek out over the clouds. The snow in the great white north is melting. And ladies and gentlemen, sun's out, gun's out. We got to be protecting our eyes. They have got some fantastic sunnies. They've got them for all kinds of sports. Do you like running? I don't. But they got running sunglasses. You like golfing? I do. More beer than anything else when I'm golfing. But I like it. Cycling, working out, gaming, they have got it all. Head over to gooder.com. Check out some amazing styles that they have got there and some amazing collections. Uh, If I was talking about, like, what do I recommend? Again, I'm a guy with a bit of a bigger head. The BFGs are exactly what I enjoy. But I have some fantastic glasses over there as well. Uh, They've got the whiskey shots with Satan. Going. 
English blood runs, or sorry, cold English blood runs hot. They've got some Looney Tune ones that are that are set up as well. Ginger, uh, going to Valhalla, Witness. They've got these amazing names. I love these. Mick and Keith's Midnight Ramble. Gardening with a Kraken. Feeling myself literally. Right? There are some fantastic stuff. Vincent's Absinthe Night Terrace. Here's why I love Gooder products so much. Not only are they super comfortable, super stylish, very, very cool, they are also not breaking your bank. You know what I'm saying? 25 bucks for like the vids, the Vincent Absinthe Night Terrors. These are the OGs. They are nice and they are reasonable uh, and they are fantastic quality. They are to protect your eyes. I would highly, matter of fact, folks, I have four pairs. I have four pairs and not just because they have sent us pairs, I've also gone out and purchased pairs. I've recommended friend pairs to friends. They're like, those are amazing glasses. Where are you getting them from? I'm like, I'm you, like, you head over to gooder.com. You use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 15% off, get yourself some amazing killer glasses. And that's what Gooder does fantastically. And of course, if you are there, pick up some gaming glasses too to help your eyes through the blue lights. Again, head over to Gooder.com. Use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, for 15% off. Big thanks to Gooder for their continued support as well. Back to you. Looks like Marty stepped away and muted. So while he's out, I'm going to do... Uh, the Poker Minute. Pika, 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 you. I hate you all. Oh, he completely dropped. Give me a minute here. Let me fix that. And okay. All right. So April's Community Day goes back to the pre-pandemic three-hour format. On Saturday, April 23rd, from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. local time, the Community Day will feature Stuffle, the flailing Pokemon, make, making its Pokemon Go debut, which can also be shiny. Stuffle that evolve into Beware before 7 p.m. will learn the Community Day exclusive move Drain Punch. Trainers can purchase the Community Day special research story Strong Stuff for $1.00. And during the event, catch XP will be three times normal amount and will earn twice the normal catch candy. Yeah, Miz in the chat says I liked the six-hour time frame. So did I. It made things more flexible. The reasoning behind it was a few months ago, they did a three-hour event bringing back Bulbasaur as a classic community day. And... A lot of trainers liked seeing more trainers out there because of the shorter window. More people had to be out at the same time. So that's why they're bringing this back. Okay, give me a minute here. Okay. Uh, okay. Next we wanted... Okay, we were going to go skip what we've been playing and... Touch that at the end if we had time. Let me see. Did Marty give me any messages before I go on? I don't see any. Okay. So, well, oh, here comes Tim. Tim's coming back to save me. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Great. I see Marty fell off a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's having problems. So, okay, we were going to go to 
to our community spotlight. All right, community spotlight is what we're going to do, right? So now it's the chance for me to talk about the Nintendo Dad's family of podcast updates, right? Sure. So with that, we've got Retro Logic, which dropped episode 75. That's with our friends Dan, John, and Sam. Uh, they talk about 2022, the year of tactics, retro rewind reboot. Uh, so go check that out because they've been doing lots of cool stuff with that, with doing surveys, finding out what the community wanted to do. So if you remember Retro Rewind, uh, Retro Logic has taken that over for us. So, uh, and they're they're starting it back up with a reboot. And then how to find retro shops in your area was another topic they had. Uh, Dad's After Dark show dropped episode 95. Which styles of open world game do John and Drew prefer? Drew looks back on his correspondence with Nintendo Power, and they do another very special gauntlet. And don't forget, they also dropped round two of the booty bracket, which is live. So make sure you go vote for your favorite hot characters of video games. Uh, Then you got Game Pass News in episode 45. Nick and Sean host, and, uh, and they had special guest Hambo and Johnny, of course, who we had on a couple weeks ago as well. Uh, they talk about ID Xbox live stream breakdown, tunic game, uh, and we all ch- and they all chat about the Elden Ring game one more time, as well as don't forget to check out Game Pass for to talk to for to get your best of Game Pass games for that week. So that's what's going on with. The Nintendo Dad's Family of Podcast. Now we got a ton of community questions to go Tim, through. Tim, I want to thank you for stepping back in to <laughs> uh to to do whatever you're doing. Like I I I'm honest when I say this, that like my computer decided I don't know what it was gonna do, but it <laughs> it did like this this weird it happened. And then, like the, um, it just crapped the bed, and like that's the only way I know to describe it. Um, it's like good timing, right? Well, no, like, <laughs> like everything went down, and then when it came back up, I'm like my mic and everything came back up, and my headphones, like there was just this popping, this pop, 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 pop in my headphones for like the last twenty minutes. That's crazy. Uh, it was yeah, and so I thought I was like, I'll, I'll unplug them. Nope. I'll get a new set of headphones and pull that my, my, you know, still series. Nope. So yeah. So here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm re- glad you got it back. I, I really, I just wanted to say, I really appreciate you. No, it wasn't that annoying. <laughs> continue, continue. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, you're good. That's good. Uh, back in time, great because we have more of us to answer these awesome questions we got from the community. Like, yes, Zablanc dropped down the question in our Discord. Imagine you were dating or just at a party. What historical gaming accomplishment do you wish you could attribute to yourself? And it would be true. So his would be, for example, the guy who made ET for Atari Twenty Six Hundred. It's so okay. infamous, and he says he thinks anyone who found out that it, 
that he made it would be definitely fascinated. And yes, that means he would be Howard Scott Warshaw. So yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, so what do you guys think? So for me, uh, the one, the one that I came up with is uh, remember when Pac-Man came over here and they changed it from Puck man to Pac-Man because they're afraid that people would scrape off the side. Now that's Scott Pilgrim. Uh <laughs> Uh, I just well, the first one that came that fact was real. The first one that came to mind for me was uh, I created Mario. Nice. Instead of That's Miyamoto, me. it'd be Estes. Yeah. Martimoto. <laughs> there you go. How about you, Jesse? You got one? Uh yeah. I don't remember his name though. Uh Keith. Someone. I need to look it up. But he he was one of the pe- people who owned the Intellivision IP 10 years ago. Okay. Uh, so you would want to keep it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would prefer first. I would like to not die because uh, no, uh, yes. Keith Robinson. But yeah, I actually had a chance to meet him when I was at E3 11 years ago. And that was fun talking with him. We literally said <laughs> we were in the, uh, history of video game museum booth at uh, at E3. He was there on a couch in, with an Atari Twenty Six Hundred connected to an old stealth tube, and he invited me to come down, sit down, play a game, talk, and so I played some a- Asteroids and was still doing pretty good with it. Nice. Yeah, that's actually very cool. Very cool. So can we talk just as we're in this pocket for just a minute about sure. what you thought about the uh the Intellivision unboxing that was uh that that showed up this week? Ooh, good question. Yeah. I actually didn't see it in its entirety. I saw someone else's re- reaction to pieces of it. But yeah. yeah. I, I I'm still hoping the thing comes out. I have very little faith that it will due to the events of the last several months. Yeah. And, but so yeah, that's why I kind of didn't even want to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I watched it. I thought I was, I was pretty excited about what I saw there and I was excited about Amico because of the potential of the family fun Mm -hmm. factor that you could have with it. Cause it wasn't just with those controllers, but you could use your cell phones and stuff. It was just, you know, a simplified version, upgraded view, version, if you will, of the Wii or Wii U, if, you know, to me. Um, or like if they had a Wii U 2 or something, then it would have been something along the lines of that. But I just like that. I like the concept behind it to just be, you know, a fun, easy multiplayer family. Can you, thing. Jesse, for those of people who have jumped on like the Nintendo dads uh, train in the last you know year or maybe year and a half, two years. Uh, th- can you tell them uh, just have, in a nutshell, the, what is, what is the Amico and like, how long have you been waiting on this thing? Yeah, the Amico, I think was, I think it was announced in 2018, maybe even 17, but 18 for sure with the, the original release date of October of 2022. So obviously this was all 
started pre-pandemic, and the pandemic didn't help at all for various reasons. But it was going to be it was a, a new Intellivision console that has the wireless controllers that still had the disc and you know like the like the original Intellivision system, but instead of a twelve-button keypad like a phone, it would it had a, a touch display. So, though playing legacy games at least wasn't an option during launch, but if they wanted to put legacy games on it, then the system could put the gamepad display on the controller natively without having to physically flip through plastic pieces and put it into the controller like we had to do back in the 80s. And uh, it was meant to be originally plugged at costing $150 to $200. That went up uh, uh, with games that were family-friendly. Originally, it would be no more than $5. That went up to about $10. But you know, no, n- n- things that'll be, I think, ESRB E10 and below only. So, they, so no violence, no, none, everything's family-friendly, no advertising, in no microtransactions. So it would have been a nice family console. It would have been, it, it sounds like. <laughs> it they wanted to bring back the couch co op. Yeah, they wanted to bring back the couch co op. And, and listen, all of that's very admirable. The problem is, is that they're not Nintendo. Right. And a lot of, a lot of people were giving them crap on it because they aren't the target audience. If, if if someone who is an avid PlayStation or Xbox fan, or even a PC gamer, probably yeah, not the guy you want. The Amico is not for you, but you know it, they're meant for the families with young kids who aren't into the other systems. They're pe- for people like from my generation who have nostalgia for the original system. Like I still have my old system here. You know I could reach over and grab a controller and show it to you. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but uh, I did sh- try to show it in the camera, but the camera was off-centered. I saw the gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, and and, and Jesse, I even programmed you, you... this. It was p- recorded on real hardware. You, you actually have, do you have financial skin in the game with this already besides what you have purchased like the, the game cards? I didn't want to say so, but yes. So I, I'll, like, I'll leave it at that. I, I don't want to. Exp- let me to, let me hear. Let me let more. me say this when I when I hear that. I hope for your sake and those who believed in this and wanted it to to actually launch and come out. I hope it's real and I hope it actually comes out and I hope you enjoy it. Like I hope it's I hope it's playable. That's and one I, of the reasons for that is this system. It, correct me if I'm wrong. This system was supposed to have the next Earthworm Jim game on it. Yeah, now it sounds like that. Apparently, the uh, I think I think that's the game. The person who started writing it, they ne- apparently never finalized a contract, so he stopped working on it. Oh, poor Earthworm Jim! I don't I don't know he if it was Earthworm Jim, but it, one of the games that that's basically the situation. And you know the companies have money problems. They they tried another f- form of funding, and it literally had like fifty thousand dollars in pledges 
in three weeks, and they basically canceled that funding, and everyone... I don't think anyone actually got charged in that funding case, but yeah. But they basically... Tommy's no longer the CEO. The person who was their chief mm. financial officer is now CEO. It, that That's telling of what it's, their priorities are right telling. now. Yeah, making money or actually yeah. releasing a product. Or, or right now, earning money so they can stay afloat. Yeah, I, I think as of, I think it was late January, the uh, announcement that, that they had in paperwork and in public filings was if they don't start making money soon, they gotta go, they're going to go belly up in June, July. Mm. I hate that. In fact, I, I this, really do. This topic was on on the notes to talk about the week I had COVID. So yeah. we, therefore we didn't talk about it. And I mean, we can sit, we can sit here and laugh and joke about it. Right. But like there's real people with a real product that, that, you know, need to make real money for their families. And if it goes under that kind of sucks. Yeah. And there's real people with real families who were hoping to be able to play these games with their family. So yeah, not the not the best situation, but you have been waiting a long time. Yeah. And, you know, then, and it from October it slipped into April twenty one. From there it slipped to October twenty twenty one. Then it slipped to maybe by hot by, by the end of the year. Then it slipped to maybe Q one twenty twenty two. Now that's been stricken from the FAQ. So yeah. they have no idea when this is gonna happen. If it's going to happen. Mm. Tough, 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 um, tough breaks there. Tim, you want to carry us into our next question? You're sure. doing a good job. I, I'm going to just let you. <laughs> just in ca- I mean, just in case, because you know, here, it, it, who knows? This could all go haywire. It's held uh, together with bailing wire and a prayer right now. I'm just throw out my mind out there too, real quick. Oh, that, I'm uh, sorry. That's okay. Uh, totally missed it. Uh, I wanted to be the original creator of Twisted Metal series so that I could bring it back to PS5, make a massive I love comeback. It. <laughs> um, so, like when you say that, I imagine that image of that guy leaning over to the girl at the baseball game. And yeah. She's like got that disgusted look she's on her face, like, and he's like, "So, there's this clown who drives around <laughs> an ice cream truck, <laughs> shoots missiles at other people, right?" right. <laughs> She's just like, who's this guy? <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So the next question is from Sean Abbott. The world now runs on video game logic. What's the first thing you do? A couple examples from the community is Zablonk says, run some side quests for various women, like in Witcher. <laughs> you see where his mind is. <laughs> Marty, you put eat a mushroom to power up and then break some blocks with the fists. I'm just going to go around and punch. I'm going to punch buildings uh, and and things overhead and hope stuff comes out of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, Sam, third strongest mole, he said, create a save file. Uh, create a save in every file. <laughs> and then mine was uh, put myself in God mode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of had a, a few ideas is one, figure out like what the equivalent of game genie codes are. 
where you can mani then manipulate nice. the, the reality, kind of like Matrix. Right. And uh, I'd like to uh, know what a double jump feels like. <laughs> nice. Okay, how does that second so, jump happen? Because I, I, back when I was in high school and an athlete, I did a triple jump. But if I could double jump every jump, that'd be six jumps. Right. Before I, before nice. I landed. Before. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's logic. Yeah, I like it. You might like break it. something doing that, though. So I don't know if um, maybe, does that video game logic include video, video game physics? <laughs> There's all kinds of video game maybe logic. Maybe if I have like... Shell's boots from Portland. Okay. Gotcha. You, you know, the other one that I thought of was, when you see those like those trucks that are supposed to haul cars, you know, from from the car lot or the manufacturer to the car lot, you want to ramp it's them? like it's down and it looks like a ramp. That's extra points. There you <laughs> I go. mean, <laughs> and yes. the the like when I when I ramp off of it, a uh, a hang glider has to pop out of the back of my car. <laughs> there you go. Right. Nice, easy come back down thing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I like it. I like it. Great Perfect. question. That is. Oh, this one. Next one is for you, Marty. You okay. Ready? It's a wrestling question. Imagine the four Nintendo dads are wrestlers. Two tag team pairs. Who's paired up together? Which team are the heels not sure I have that right, he says, but he's, I think he does. He does. He yeah. does. Heels is the right term here. Yep. Yeah. Also come up with a storyline why you would fight each other. All right. So to, to give some context to Chris's question here uh, for, for non-wrestling fans, a heel is uh, a guy is, is a bad guy. All right. They're going to they're going to come out and they're going to try to get the crowd to boo them. They're going to do things like hitting people with chairs. They're going to cheat. Like, they're going to do things like that. Like Incineroar is the heel. Oh yeah, Pokemon. yeah, yeah. Incineroar is totally a heel. Um, think, um, let's see, who who is a well-known heel that like everybody would know? Oh gosh. Uh, okay, so back in the in the nineties when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO, and he was Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That was a heel. He was like he broke everybody's heart. He was, you know, he's. Coming out spray painting NWO on people yeah. for life. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, like Jake the Snake, where he Jake turned the Snake heel. was a heel. Yeah, he originally but, he wasn't, then he turned, and then he yeah. changed the, the snake that he carried with him. Yeah, that's true. And and like Stone Cold Steve Austin was supposed to be a heel. His character was supposed to be based off like a serial killer. But too, too and, many people but liked him. People loved him. So yeah. you know he became an anti-hero. So if you're a hero, if you're a good guy, you're a babyface. All right, so the baby faces they get cheered, they they come down, they slap hands when they're coming down to the ring, you know, they they'll they might, they'll interact with the crowd a little bit more. Hulk Hogan, yeah, Roddy, Roddy Piper is who I was thinking of. Roddy uh, Roddy Piper was a great heel, one of the best. Hulk Hogan when he would come out to Real American, he would do the thing, you know, where he would put his hand. Uh, John yeah. Cena, always a baby face, even when people booed him, he was a good guy. So <laughs> the lines are a little bit blurred now, but. Uh, here, here's here's my pairing to answer your question. So it's going to be me and Jesse uh, versus Tim and Justin. All right. Uh, and um, so uh, we and, and and here's the deal. Um, you guys are the heels. 
Tim, Tim and Justin are the heels because whenever uh, we try to be upset about something or anything, you always try to bring logic to it and make it uh, not as as bad as it is, or you try to business it away. No, we're fired up. We're mad. The crowd's behind us. They understand us. We've got, and you come in with your, and, and you would come to the ring and you Shut would be up, dressed. Crowd, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You don't understand business. It, it kind of reminds me, there was an actual wrestler back in, in the 80s and early IRS. 90s. IRS, Erwin yeah. R. Scheister. He would come to the ring dressed in pants, suspenders, a button-down shirt with a briefcase. That's totally just right and, there. And he, look, I always had this idea that this guy should have teamed with The Undertaker, and they could have been death and taxes. <laughs> or Ted right? DiBiase would be another good one to pair with. Well, yeah, he, they were. They were. It, oh. was, it was Ted DiBiase and him. They were. He was okay. Ted DiBiase's personal accountant. Yeah. All oh, right. And they would, okay. they were money. Maybe that was in the time when I didn't watch you. Yeah. I was, it was late eighties, early nineties. Um, but yeah. So, uh, Ninfrindo calls you the Canadian maple leaf and the Michigan machine. Uh, I like it. Uh, but we're, I used like, to play jump in real quick. I used to play online, um, text-based wrestling as nerdy as that sounds. It was text-based. Oh, no, look, Hey, and don't listen. So You're I did that, and I was I was the Motor City Madman. I love that. That was my name. Motor and City my Man. and my my final move was the kitchen sink. Oh, I like it. And right, it was basically know, it was basically the triple you hit him with the kitchen move. sink. It was ba- no, it was, it was basically Triple H's move, but I called oh, the it, pedigree. Yeah. yeah, the pedigree, but I called it turning on the hot and cold water, and then. Doing that, I movie. love it. I <laughs> love it. It's like the, the wet bandits. You know, yeah. there was actually for for real. There was a tag team uh, in uh, uh, what is now called Impact Wrestling. It used to be called TNA uh, Impact. They yeah. were the Motor City Machine Guns. Okay, they were awesome. They were they were really good. Yeah, nice. um, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. I, uh, my, but, my entrance music was uh, Ted Nugent's Motor, Motor City Madhouse, I think it's a song. So. It's classic. <laughs> wow, I love it, Tim. This is deep. This is a Tim off deep dive. I love it. And obviously, uh, why would I never, would, I never I mean, put that much thought into it? Yeah. So um, Chris also says his scenario for us involves employee of the year. Uh, Jesse Waldack finally snapping and releasing his Pokemon Fury on Masson with a steel chair to the back of the head. Right. Of course, when I read that the first time, I, I saw Pokemon Furry instead of Pokemon Fury. <laughs> releasing his Pokemon <laughs> Furry. <laughs> uh, I just hear now, uh, talk about my Pokemon one more time. I'm going to lay this chair upside your head with a plunder, baby. If if at any time there was a time when someone, an artist was to listen and to make a t-shirt of the Marty and Jesse tag team versus the Justin and Tim tag team, that would be fun. Yeah. So, so, so uh, let me, let me, let me, uh, Justin usually gets to do this. I, I, I'm going to do it this time. Let me pull, let me pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we have two brand new T-shirts being worked on right now. 
two brand new t-shirts and we're hoping to show them to you very, very soon. Um, maybe that needs to be a third Nintendo dad's <laughs> wrestling federation. I love it. I love it. Justin in his funny. little briefcase. Ah, let's do it. Somebody, if somebody wants to uh, do the, do the design for that, if you're an artist out there and you like to do that, hit us up. Nintendo dads at gmail.com say, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll do it. And the uh, Reed oh. Dillard in the chat says, give me, give me, give me. I need, so uh, yeah, quick, we need to get side aside. I wanted to talk about it earlier, but I forgot. Um, you know, GDC was this last week. Yes. And did you see what the trophies look like? I did not see logo. No. If you can give it a try to find out to see what they look like, give it a look. They were designed by Adam Leonard. No, they were. Oh, not. really? Yes. That's awesome. That is really cool. So congratulations, show. To Adam. That is awesome. Friend, cool. friend of the show, one of the be- one of the, the the best produced podcasts on the internet, Mega Dads, Adam <laughs> Leonard, John Wall, y'all head over there and uh, uh, listen to him. But uh, do you know there is a language warning? Uh, we're just inclined to say that we we need to yeah uh, every time. Uh, yeah, gonna, they 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 say it at the top of each of their shows. Earmuffs for the kids. <laughs> I love it. I love those guys. They're they're great. You should go check them out. Uh, Tim, let's let's roll forward here. We got a, we got a ton of community stuff. Oh, we got all kinds of stuff. All right. So Andros, he drops his question, and I think we've been asked this before, but it never hurts to bring it up again. Uh, what 3DS game would you like to see get remastered for the Switch? Like his is Metopia, which wasn't just a port but an upgrade. Yes, I have my answer. Yes, go for it. Tomodachi Life. There you go. Tomodachi Life for the Switch would kill it. And it would be awesome. I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped that one after Metopia came out. Yeah, I like I like why is this not on my Switch? It's so bizarre <laughs> yes. and it's so good. I, I mean, it's just there's so much going on in that game. If you've never played it, go just go look up some YouTube footage yeah. of Tomodachi Live. It's so weird. Yeah. I what about you, Jesse? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, let's see. I, my first thought was uh, Link Between Worlds. Ooh, good choice. And then I, I, I then said, do we have to stop at 3DS? Because if I go back to DS, we have yes. the 3D remakes of Final Fantasy 3 and 4 that I would like to see redone again on the Switch. Yeah. I was hoping for a 6, but they never did it. I would have liked That's because they that were work, working on the Pixel remasters. Oh, got right. it. <laughs> I would have liked to see the Opera House scene in 3D. But <laughs> at, at least in the in the Pixel remaster, they did the Opera House in HG3, HG2D. Nice. So, yep. little extra treat there. Yeah. Yeah. I, Tim, what was, about you, man? I've I think I know what your answer is. Mine was always Metroid. Any Metroid games, obviously, is going to be what my picks are because I, and I've said it before because I think this came up before. But the the Samus Returns game that came on 3DS, I would love it if they would bring that to the Switch. After Dread did so well, I think that one's like a, yes. a no brainer, right? But without being, you know, without uh, what do you call it when? People are, I forget the word right now, when you know what somebody's going to say. But obvious. Uh, ob- yeah, without the obvious choice, I guess. I, I threw in Madden football because that was the, 
the last time they made one was they did one on the 3DS, and I seriously had a lot of fun with that Madden football game on the 3DS. I actually still have mine. Uh, it wasn't the most pretty looking Madden football, obviously, but it was still a lot of fun. So, and then to Jesse's point about the DS, I have s- so many games I would want on the Switch be brought over from the DS. Like, and I listed it out here in our document, like Leap Beat Agents, Metroid Prime Pinball, GTA Chinatown Wars, Geometry Wars, Galaxies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's just so many games that I wish they would bring over. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And he even wrote et cetera three times in the notes. <laughs> he yes. did. He did. Uh, the, the 3DS, yeah. Uh, I would love a, a package of the new Super Mario Brothers games, new Super Mario Brothers, new Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Brought over for the Switch. That would be cool. Uh, Ebusel in the chat says Elibits, which is a deep cut. But yes, absolutely. And that is. Did you, I don't know I if you mentioned about this one, Tim. I, I know you is mentioned that- Elite Beat Agents, but Rhythm Heaven. Mega yeah, Rhythm Heaven. Yeah. Would, ah, oh, yes. A new Rhythm Heaven game for the Switch would be cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's just so many things. And I mean, we speculated about this before that there is a, it seems like it would be possible to put a 3DS game or even a DS game on the Switch if you put it, you know, in portrait mode. Um, But I, and you know, Nintendo is all about accessories. So they would be more than willing, I'm sure, to come up with an accessory <laughs> for you to get in order to play those games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they'll sell so, you something. They'll sell you a strap right. or a wheel or a... Yeah, they'll <laughs> right. sell you something. Absolutely. Circle Pad Pro for the Switch. <laughs> Puts it in portrait mode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. Or they could just, you know, update the controls. Or a stand, you know, like Kid Icarus. The Switch stand. <laughs> the Switch stand. Put it in this and then hold it in it while you play it on your already got a kickstand Right. All right. Moving on. We have questions that were asked in, in our Patreon uh, because Marty does every week uh, ask the Patreon uh, if there's any questions. Like this one from Brolin. Will you be playing Kirby at midnight tomorrow or tonight or whenever? And if so, what are you more excited about or most excited about for this game? And that's 28 minutes from now for those who are watching live. Uh, I'll be playing it when our copy from Nintendo comes in, if it comes in. Uh, I can't wait for that. Uh, I'm I'm hyped for this game. Like I I it's looked good from the beginning. I it's really hard for me to believe that the pet time passed so quick that's here. Yes. Uh I'll probably have it beat this weekend. Just it's a Kirby game, right? I mean it. If I, I I don't have anything going on this weekend, so I'll get some yeah, I think time to sit down. I, I listened awesome. to the start of this today's IGN podcast, and I think they said it was like an eight to ten hour. Oh yeah, to, I'll have it done this not a hundred percent, but to finish to beat the story. It. That's finish cool. The story yeah. to roll yeah. credits. Okay, cool. I might actually be able to beat this myself <laughs> without spending five years on it. Breath of the Wild says hi. <laughs> right. You're never going to get away from it now. Nope. All right. Bruce Patterson, he said, he made a comment, says, I love the Nintendo dads, but not more than Poutine. So just just put that Mm. out there. So maybe we need to have It's nice to know that somewhere on the scale of things you enjoy, we are below gravy and cheese covered french fries. Yes. I'm sorry. I have to agree with that. 
It's okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I compare Poutine myself to a bowl of poutine, both uh, uh, while both are delicious, uh, <laughs> I I would go with the poutine as well. Right. Yes. I'm. I'm. That's confidence right there. I'm glad you you're all on board about being delicious there, Marty. <laughs> Solo something with Kirby getting fresh coat of 3D world paint. Who is next on the agenda? I threw out Chibi Robo. Robo. Ooh, that's a good choice. How about uh, you guys? I, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to say the first title that came to mind when this happened is in this. I, I don't know if, if people care or will care for my answer or not, but that's okay. Uh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. Oh, yes. I like your pick. I love your pick. That is awesome. I want to see that uh, get uh, a Switch entry. Yes, that would be another, that would fall under the 3DS thing too, because I loved that game on 3DS. That was so much fun. Yeah. I spent way too much money in there, even though you could talk it down. It was still probably spent more than I should. I knew. How did I know that Jesse was going (laughs) to pick Zelda two? Like, seriously, it it would be great, though. Yeah, that game still needs a remake. It does need a remake. It absolutely needs a remake. Why not? They did, you know, Metroid Zero Mission. Yeah. Zelda Zelda Zero. (laughs) Zelda Zero. Zero. Zelda Zero. Zero, yep. Zelda Teenage Mission. <laughs> or was he an adult? Me, princess. Was was he an adult in that game, or was he was he technically considered a teenager? Uh, I don't remember what his canonical age is in that game. It's I think he was if he was an adult, he would still be like low twenties at most. Yeah, you know what I want to. You know what I want him to do with Zelda. Can, can we can we chase a rabbit here for just a second? Sure. I want a version of, of Link where he is like old man Link, where yes. he wanders, where he wanders the wastes of Hyrule, slaughtering moblins and just giving zero farts about anything. Like, can you imagine how awesome that would be? So we get the young Link, we have the adult Link, we have the so old you're a skeleton Link. So we need something in the middle. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, with we this. need like like somewhere between uh Zelda and a and God of War. It's just it's like Hyrule yeah. Warriors, but Link is old and he's cranky and he's achy and he's mad that he's having kinda to like, fight things. Kind of like a Geralt. Yes. Like what the crap, man? Ganon's back again. How many times have I put this guy down? I've let heard me go charge up my ancestors going through this. Why yeah, do let I let me go charge food? up the Master Sword and go Show him whose daddy we, is. Can we add one more thing? Can we add one, one, one more thing to this? I always thought it would be cool if we could get Zelda and Link in a modern world, but still having yeah. a deal. I've I've always said that too. And, like and space, space Link. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That that'd like be cyberpunk. Future. Yeah. Ooh. Be, I think that would be interesting like if it, it. something like that. So I like it. I like it. All right. Next, we have a comment from Dad's After Dark Show, so, which says, I'll miss Sam. There have been a few Treehouse employees that were recognizable over the years, but Sam feels like a constant for so long. I'll always remember her calling out other Sam 
and her infectious smile that made you love whatever the heck game she was playing, even if it was Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. And let's just let's throw some background into what uh, they're talking about there. Yes. Samantha Robertson, a uh, longtime Nintendo Treehouse employee and, and kind of uh, in a lot of ways, the face of Nintendo Treehouse uh, with some other folks has announced that she is leaving Nintendo after 11 years. Um, in fact, it, she left last week. Uh, she wrapped up her time there. Uh, she tweets that she uh, still loves video games and the gaming industry, but she's set, taking some time to uh, step back and recharge and dig into some creative pursuits that she says, quote, have been languishing on the back burner for far too long and consider new ways to contribute to the industries and people I care about. That's cool. I, I thanks, put thanks this in our context. poll this week because um, there's there's been a lot of people leaving Nintendo like recently. Yeah, uh, Kit, Mecca just, Krista, just said, yeah, Mecca just says she's going to join Kit and Krista on their podcast. Yeah. Uh, so like Kit, Kit's left, Krista's left. Now Samantha's left. Uh, there's somebody else uh, who not long ago announced they were leaving Nintendo as well. It's just kind of weird. Like that everybody is leaving all at once. I don't, I don't oh. know if it's just IT or if it's uh, in general over in the West, in the West Coast, but you know, my my boss would say who used to work for Microsoft um, would it's if you're in the job for more than two and a half years, you're you're falling behind, and you, people will be surprised that they haven't gotten out and found something else yet. So people are there's, people are always constantly shuffling jobs, like in more more in the Seattle area where the big tech companies are yeah especially but, in uh, marketing too there's always yeah. you, know, mm-hmm. you want to keep fresh in the marketing side of things yeah. too well one of the things that, compared to uh, me was, i've had the same job for 22 years so one, one of the one of the things is being asked in our chat was was she stationed in san francisco like kit and krista and i i think the answer to that is no uh because i do remember when uh jose otero left uh ign and left nintendo voice chat he was going to work at Nintendo Treehouse, and he had to move to uh, he had to move north. Redmond. So uh, I don't know that she if she was or if they like flew her up or whatever. But I think the Treehouse people were were local in house uh, folks there in Nintendo. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. So you know what's what's hard about this is they're like. While I've been a person who's been affiliated with like Nintendo content creation now for five or six years, a lot of the people that have been at Nintendo who were there when I when when I came into it, and even when Jesse, even longer, when you get since you were you know OG Nintendo dad with Justin and Zach, a lot of those people that were there when we started doing that content creation have either left those roles or passed away, like Awada. Uh, yeah. Reggie's not there. Uh, Awada's not there. Uh, Kit and Krista aren't there. Uh, now, Samantha, there's there's been others. That have, uh, who was like there was the guy, Damon, that used to be over the Nindies. You know, he moved on and went to work for Xbox and, and stuff. So it's just it, it is it's kind of strange. Like it kind of I'm not saying like don't don't like send up the smoke signals and sound the alarm yet. But uh, like it's just a I don't think that we're used to turnover like that as quickly 
in in Nintendo circles, or is like okay, this they left and they left and they left and they left. At least not people high enough where we would know them. Sure. You know, normally, sure. you expect you think the turnover is in the lower ranks where we they're they're hidden from us. Yeah, and and I think there is a certain amount of uh, discontent that we can uh, attribute to pandemic life and uh, lots of people, no matter what um, area they, they work in having that discontent and, you know, moving jobs or changing jobs or just not going back to a job that they used to be a part of. So I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not blaming her at all. I'm just saying it, it like the first thing I went was, I was like, Oh no, uh, right. Don't 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 leave. I don't want. I don't want. To, I don't like change. Uh, but anyway, yeah, from my point of view, I couldn't. I wouldn't be able to point her out in the lineup. So I'm not sure who's. If you saw a picture of her, like you would go, "Oh yeah, her." Okay. Like it featured very prominently in um, uh, the treehouse where they first revealed the the switch, and they you yeah. know were like playing Breath of the Wild and interviewing and, and apparently and, Donkey Kong. I remember that. I remember that. That treehouse because I yes. was excited about it. Yes, yes, you're you're right. Um, so yeah, there you go. But those those things are always. It was weird when Kit and Krista did it, and you know, so anybody we're used to seeing for a long time is always tough to see move on because you're just, they're comfortable, you know. <laughs> by, by the way, I just I really enjoy their podcast. Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's good. That's good. I actually haven't watched an entire podcast yet, but I do watch when they release highlight clips. Uh, they're five mm-hmm. to, five to fifteen minutes long. Yeah, all those I watch. So I'm really if I watch enjoying all of those in a week. I'll see most of the show. Yeah, you will. I I, I was uh, very pleasantly surprised to hear them talk like uh, how they talk about and and i really enjoy their talk about uh, non-nintendo things yeah, yeah it can't it cool. can't all be like oh this is what we did behind the scenes and, right but now the episode right. that they did about the switch launch where they talk about like um what he had to do and what she had to do like i i had no clue that like kit was in charge worldwide globally of the press for Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I was like he was in charge wow. of all marketing for Breath of the Wild. She That's was crazy. in charge of the experiences that they set up across the United States where they would like go into places and they would build like this glass cube right where they would like bring people to play the switch and when they they would like have it docked and and things would be like all the glass they had it this this the system i remember those where it was the glass was frosted until you undock the switch and they would have them they like they would set up this moment where it was like hey go and undock this and they had blindfolded these people and brought them to these locations and so they like undocked the switch and the glass unfrosted and they would see like oh we're in veil sitting on the side of a mountain in the snow or we're in the (laughs) desert or we're in new york city in times square uh, it was really cool just to hear yeah. their commentary about like what they were doing behind the scenes. But anyway, it was an Nintendo market way better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With that, we have another question from this time from Twitter and from our question producer here, uh, Mecha Dragon 101. His question was, 
uh, it, it was spawned by his participation in, in our, uh, our dinner table. Here's my question for the podcast tonight, guys, a bit inspired by what Tim and the gang talked about on the dinner table last week. What are some of your video game magazine memories? Mm. And do you have any favorite magazines you'd like to share as well? Uh, I'll start. Um, I, I, I wasn't much into the magazines. I did have Nintendo power for at least the first four years. Uh, but you know, so what I would say about my favorite gaming memory magazine memory is I was originally a member of what they called the Nintendo fun club where they would have more of a pamphlet that they sent out with, with information as opposed to a full magazine. It was really thin. Um, I think quarterly, so not very often. And then everyone, and that was free. That was just, you signed up, you get it for free. And then they, when they started Nintendo Power, issue one was given for free to everyone who was on the, on the, the fun club list. And then if you wanted cool. episode, issue two and above, then you started to ha- had to start paying for it as a normal magazine. Yeah, that's cool. I wish I would have known about that when I was in, but my story goes with kind of fits into this a little bit because I had friends who had Nintendo, but I couldn't get one. And I've talked about that before and why and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But eventually when I did get a Nintendo, it was Super Nintendo. And the reason why I found out about Super Nintendo was because of EGM. And I would talk about that. I remember looking at, and this is what I talked about on the dinner table with our, our uh, community was that, I remember having that issue of EGM, bringing it to science class. (laughs) And when we had free time, broke that out, talking about it with my friends in science uh, about that. I'm going to get a Super Nintendo or whatever. You know, I don't know if it was called Super Nintendo at the time or if it had the that, you know, prototype name or whatever. But uh, I, I was like the next Nintendo that's coming out, I'm getting it. So, yeah, I don't think that ever did have a prototype or project name. It was thought, I think it was just always Super Nintendo. Okay. So that, that was my, the one I shared. How about you, Marty? Did you have one? Yeah. So I think I've talked about, I think I mentioned this last week on the show, actually, about having this like uh, coffee table full of Nintendo Power magazines. Like it had a door that opened up and it was, that's all it was, yes. was video gaming magazines. I had, um, I didn't, I think I at one time I had a subscription to Nintendo Power and Game Pro and EGM. So I was getting like three magazines a month. Um and I still to this day remember uh running down to the mailbox and pulling out the issue of Nintendo Power with Super Mario 3. Uh and uh, it was on the cover and it was this clay Mario like sculpted out of clay. He was in the desert. He was flying into the sky, you know, with the raccoon tail and ears. It had the sun behind him. It had like the palm trees. Looked like it was straight out of world. The angry sun. Yeah, (laughs) and it had this full like expose or whatever on Mario three, like talking about all the the, uh, yeah. And they they would do. uh, Nfrendo mentioned this in the chat about the player guides that would come out every now and then, like a bonus issue. They had they had player guides for Mario three and I, I want to say there was a, a player's choice football one or something like that. There's some weird weird ones, 
But those were always like they would take you all the way through the game. Super cool. I do remember, though, like very, very early on in owning my Nintendo, you could send away to Nintendo for Super Mario Brothers tips and tricks hint book that would walk you through. It was a book, like a little digest sized, you know, volume where it would walk you through every level of Super Mario Brothers, like frame by frame. Uh, It was the way that I knew, like in those castle levels where you have to go through the maze a certain way. Right. I remember that was I learning about it from there. And there was a Zelda one as well for the very first Zelda. And teach you how to go through the game, get 100%, all that. And I would sit and it was just like, I don't think that like our kids today, like, yeah, they can download games, right? That's cool and whatever and get it like that. Right. But how cool it was as a kid to sit and look through those magazines full of art and, um, letters from fellow gamers, you know, and, and articles and, and look through them multiple times previews until and, that next issue came out. <laughs> yeah. All kinds of stuff that like, you know, you would wait for bated breath or with bated mm-hmm. breath, you know, for, for that next issue to come out and, and learn more about, Oh man, Mario four. Oh no, no. That's called super Mario world. You know, right. I had all those issues. I wish I still had them. I was, yeah, I know I wouldn't have been able to go through games like Kid Icarus without yeah. those in mag maps right yeah it's, those are always fun or even like the the hint sections uh like i egm was like the one i always went to the most i think um because of just being able to keep up on all the uh gaming news and i remember the the quarter man i think it was section in egm yes so that was that was always a fun read and stuff too. So yeah, there was a lot. There's lots of memories there. You know, so. there is a um, there's the legend of Steve Wozniak writing into Nintendo Power his score for Tetris on the Game Boy, I and he yeah. held the top slot for so long. Yeah, they eventually stopped publishing his scores. They thought he was cheating, <laughs> uh, and so they refused to publish his scores. So he wrote in under a fake name. And it was just his name backwards, and they published it. <laughs> anyway, you can go back and you can look. Look, Google Steve Wozniak Tetris Nintendo Power. That's uh, hilarious. It's really cool, and I, I'm sure that there's scans. Back then, I don't think I knew who Wozniak was, but right out there. But uh, just God, I wish we could. There's something about that era of you know yeah. finding out about games via those magazines so nostalgic feels on so the dinner table we we wonderful were hoping and talked about would be how cool it would be is if they came out with a volume uh of hardcover books that yes. reprinted the the nintendo power magazines so yeah we thought that would be a cool thing to- so there's actually a magazine i wanted to bring up uh right now that is actually in print. This magazine is being printed. You can get it either via PDF uh, or you can get an actual printed copy, Switch Player, uh, that's out there. You can go to switchplayer.net and you can see uh, about the magazine. You can also see how to subscribe uh, to it. Uh, you can get the PDF for as little as a dollar a month or a dollar fifty a month. You can also get a print copy for $10 per month because it is published. Uh, overseas 
Uh, it comes uh, to you to us from the UK, and they've got some really cool, you know, cover art and different things like that. So I would encourage you to go uh, check it out. Uh, there's that. There's also Nintendo Force, and there's Nintendo N- Force is great too. Ninty Fresh, yeah. I think, uh, in the UK as well. So there's a few magazines that, that are out there. In fact, I've I'm showing off one that I bought for because it had Metroid on it. I think it was Ninty Fresh's version. Yeah. Um, so lots of cool stuff out there. And you can even use Patreon, I think, with uh, Nintendo Forces magazine to pay like six bucks and you get like the digital version and the uh, print version. So lots of options out there if you want to, the magazine. And I know a few people in the community bought into that. So they're, they can't wait and, to get that. And the I next know issue. that it's, it's hard to find websites nowadays that are specifically gaming related. I think Polygon is the one that comes to mind. That's probably most people will know of, but uh, a quick Google search shows that EGM has went all digital and you can actually go and, and you can read reviews and previews and all kinds of stuff. That a whole website is totally video game related. It's egmnow.com. Uh, and so you can uh, take a look at that over there. Um, and they've actually also become, um, and some people may turn their nose up at this, but I don't care. Uh, they became Walmart's Game Center magazine. If you go to a Walmart near you, there's a chance that these magazines, which are free, are sitting in piles in your video game section. And so you can go and grab a magazine. Yep. Check it out. My son gets one every time that we go to the store. It's a little bit of nostalgia. I enjoy looking through them. Those are always fun. That was a great question, yeah, Mecha great Dragon, question. as usual. And just, you could tell we spent a lot of time on that one. And it yep. looks like, Jesse, we have a voicemail. Yep. Here we go. Hey, guys. It's me, Christian. And I just wanted to... Uh, let you know that my family and I just got back from spring break and we had a blast. Uh, part of the reason why we had so much fun was we got to play the DLC for Mario Kart, which was really nice. We had a great time. Um, but even saying that, I, I don't know. I just feel like I'm calling you guys for maybe for you to uh, talk me out of my negative feelings towards it because after playing it by myself, I kind of noticed some weird things on the game, uh, you know, like the textures of the game, and how short the tracks are. I don't know. I, I feel like I paid, you know, the Nintendo some money for it, and I didn't get what I was expecting. Maybe my expectations were too high. So basically my call today is just to see what you guys think. You probably already talked about it during the show, um, but maybe you guys can talk me out of my negative feelings towards it, or maybe you agree with me. Um, well, I hope you guys have a great day. Uh, thanks again for all your effort. You put in the show, and I'll talk to you guys soon. See ya. First thing hmm. I want to say is, you know, well, yeah, you paid Nintendo money for this, but still, you only got 16% of what you paid for. The rest will be coming <laughs> throughout the next 16 or 18 to 23 months. So if you didn't and like... And it's okay to have those of, negative feelings too, by the way. <laughs> so if you didn't like the first set of tracks, you might like something later. Yeah. And they might do, they might add some tweaks here and there too. Maybe it wasn't perfect when they launched it. So, and can, can I just say this couple of things? Um, 
I don't think like I don't Christian I want to hear that you say this or I want you to hear me say this I don't want to invalidate what you're saying it's okay like like Tim said it's perfectly okay to not like something or go oh crap why did I buy this like but a couple of things number one look at it this way if you paid for this DLC it's 50 cents per track you you paid 25 bucks you're you're getting 48 tracks it's it works out to about 50 cents per track uh, maybe just a little over. The second thing is, is that uh, some of those tracks are short because the games that they were developed for had short tracks. Uh, I'm specifically thinking of the the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart. Yeah, I, I hate. GBA. I hate that game. It. I think it was Mario Kart. Was it Super Circuit? That's what it was called. Sounds it's familiar. not great. Like if you go back and try to play that on on Game Boy Advance, it's not like it's very. Uh, Mario Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo. Like it, you, instead of turning your cart, you're turning the stage. <laughs> you know, like you you know how when you play Super play it on the Super Nintendo app and it feels like you're you're turning the stage and not the cart. That's the way it felt. And it just it was super <laughs> slippy and I just didn't care for it. Um, but that track is one of my favorites because it is so short and like it's it's super urgent, right? Uh, but the others, like, I guess I was so blown away by the tour ones that, and Coconut Mall is short, but it has lots of different routes. Chaco Mountain is, is short, but it's also Nintendo 64. When the whole lot they could do with that. I do like the improvements that they made. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think Jesse is being attacked by his cat. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, be sure it doesn't stick up behind you. I actually saw that happen on a podcast um, footage this week from another podcast I'm familiar with. This guy was getting attacked by, by his cat for like 20 minutes. Like it would just, it was, yeah, I think he finally had to disconnect. I don't know. We don't want you to do that though. <laughs> yeah. My um, cat doesn't like jumping on top of chairs. So uh, she, was, she was actually trying to find a way to get down. There you go. But couldn't find a graceful way to do it. So I had to help her. Tim, uh, what what about your thoughts? Anything anything else? Uh, basically, it's um, I think where where it came down to is what he said was when he played it in single player mode. That's when he found the issue. Yeah. So yeah. I th- I think the most fun I've been having with it is just with the community and playing with others and the and my family. And so I think he said he he played with his family and they had fun. So he did. That's, yeah. So I've not gotten to play with any play them anywhere other than than single player. So I'm judging it completely on that. Okay. Uh, I did play a little bit with my son, like local co-op. Yeah. But we didn't play it very long. Yeah. So, I mean, from, again, you have every right to feel that way. And maybe it's just, maybe you're just not in that mode. Cause um, there's times when I feel like, I'm playing something because everybody else is playing it, or maybe you feel like you have to like it because everybody else is having fun with it or something like that. Just maybe give it some time back away from it. Just have fun with it with your family and then come back to it later. And then, then see with some fresh eyes and maybe you'll have a better view of it. You know, I would say come back and to it in 2023 and see how you feel. Yeah. Or, or even the next or, or halfway through yeah, or even when the next bundle of courses come out, you know, um, 
don't don't force yourself to play something you're not having fun with. Come back to it. You know, maybe you're just not in the mood to do it single player and try to get those golds. Uh, on, I yeah. mean, I guess you have to in order to unlock those other tracks, but you know, um, I get it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I it it is really hard, I think, to to go to like if Mario Kart was only single player. <laughs> It yeah. would be it would be kind it wouldn't of be a great it wouldn't be a great game. Right? Yeah, I think I think that's the thing we need to focus on here is it's of course it's not built for a single player experience. I don't think it's there in case you want to play it. I enjoy it. The single because, player experience is mainly for training, so you get better at yeah, playing yeah, multiplayer. Yeah, I want to. <laughs> I really want to uh, get uh, uh, three gold stars on all the tracks. Even though I did what I needed to do to get gold Mario. There you go. That's yeah. a great question though, Christian. It is awesome. absolutely like I, I think it's I, I think it'd be easy to just go, well, oh, you know, quit whining about it. It's just 25 <laughs> bucks. But for some people, chat. that's a that a big investment. Uh he says yeah. in the chat, cool. Thanks for your advice. Appreciate you value my point of view. You're you're welcome. That's what we do. Well, nice. guys, here's what we're gonna do. Uh we are gonna skip our what we've been playing this week. Uh, and come back to it next week, as well as I want to. I, I do want to say this: there was a question uh, last week from our community about um, basically being able to uh, whether whether we can enjoy things when uh, the creators of those things have a stance that maybe we don't agree with or don't believe in, uh, and we put it off till this week. And then several of us, Jesse and myself included, have just had crazy weeks. And so we wanted to kind of have a show where we got done earlier. Uh, like I said at the beginning, the light version, which actually has turned it's into the not light version. It's still it's, a two-hour show. But yeah, at least it's, okay. it's, so, it's faster than two and a half hours. Right. So we're gonna we're going to answer that question. We Tim is putting it in the notes. We are going to answer that question next week on the show, we don't want to forget it because it is super relevant uh, with uh, it, And it was, it's not that it's overwhelming. It's just that there's a lot to unpack with it. And I want to do, I want to be sure that we do it the right way and don't just go, man, just go, you know, do what you want. That that's not the answer people are looking for. So uh, I want to be able to do it justice and I want to be able to talk about it. Uh, and I think it is a super relevant topic because Hogwarts Legacy is coming to Switch, uh, and it is going to cause some people to make some decisions like that. So we're going to talk about it on the next week's show. Also, next week, we're going to get around to talking about our picks for the Nintendo Dads Video Game Hall of Fame uh, for 2022, uh, and so much more. Hopefully, you know, who knows? We could get system update 15.0.0 by then and have... <laughs> uh, have stick on themes that they mail to us over snail mail five to five to seven to seven to nine business days. I was cracking up when you guys were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's coming. I'm telling you, they're going to be. It's going to be here. Here's some stickers to put on your switch. That's awesome. Uh, I'll probably <laughs> still get them. Actually, can I can I make a um, a confession? My platinum points are quickly depleting because I am a total sucker for those icons every yeah. week. Um, if I had tried to get all of them, I would be broke. Would be broke. I, yeah. My, my platinum not. coins go down because they expire. 
Yeah, and I'm not playing any of the mobile games to get platinum coins uh, anymore. So I'm yeah. not doing it. Well, guys, uh, we're gonna with that we're gonna close out episode 368 of Nintendo Dads. We want to thank you for tuning in, Tim. Thanks for uh, popping in when we had some technical difficulties, and also thanks to Justin who popped in uh, long enough to uh, show us his magic pad or whatever it is that. He was heating up and uh, makes make a few and then comments. Get offended when someone compared him to uh, Zach. So yeah, yeah, and he got let, he left. Uh, <laughs> but no, we love Justin, and we're we're thankful that he got to be on for just a minute. Uh, as we close the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Ernsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Solo Something. Thank you guys for backing us at thirty dollar level over on patreoncom backslash Nintendo Dads. You can head over there right now. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron of the show. We would super, super appreciate it. We love each and every one of our patrons, no matter which level you back us at. Also, I want to say a huge thanks to our uh, followers on YouTube, 6,700 or 6,074 subscribers uh, and over 1,200 on Twitch. And there's 27 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities by sponsoring us with their Twitch Prime subscription they subscribe and they get into the discord you can do it too remember you can get 20 percent off your order at manscaped and gooder by using the code nindads that's n-i-n-d-a-d-s helps us out helps you out helps everybody it's good check out our merch store at nintendodads.org backslash merch and just head over to our website nintendodads.org for a lot more sweetness and all of our socials and things like that email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail like Christian at 929-25-N-DADS or nine, that's 929-256-3237. want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music you're hearing right now and used throughout the show. And reminder, wherever you listen to us on your audio device of choice, be sure to give us a five-star review and write some words about how much you love the show. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Hey, it helps people find us. We just want you to be honest. And remember, you can always email us at nintendodads at gmail.com with your suggestions, your questions, your comments, or if you just want to give us a like a a recipe for like something you enjoy cooking. I don't know. Or you want to buy Tim toys. I don't know. Anyway, for me, for Tim, for Jesse, this has been episode 368. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. We sound like the goddamn Nintendo Dads all of a sudden.